0: I just want to take a couple of minutes to talk about one of the sponsors of our podcast, and that is 503 Sports. 503 Sports is a site very well known for their throwback merchandise for a multitude of leagues, whether it be, for example, the World League of American Football, the World Football League, or in our case, the Arena Football League. I mean, if you're looking for any type of throwback merchandise from those teams that don't exist anymore, whether it be shirts, caps, Customizable jerseys that you can get your own name and number. Detroit Drive, San Jose Sabercats. What? They're the place that has them. And just for our listeners of the podcast, they have a special offer just for you. If you use the promo code ARENAFAN, when you check out, you'll get 10% off your very first order. So head over to 503 sports.com, use the promo code ARENAFAN, get 10% off. We want to thank them for being a sponsor of AFL tonight. Let's Great. bring that up. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. not. And <laughs> that's not. And welcome to AFL Tonight, ArenaFan.com's weekly look at everything arena football. I am Tim Capper, along with the flying solo this week, John Stark. How are you, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. How's everybody? How are you, Tim? Doing good. It's uh, week two. A very interesting week one. It's like uh, everything everything that's old was new again. Um, We did have a lot of new stuff, but it was... It was a very, I think, a very successful week one for the new, quote-unquote, new Arena Football League. And there's a lot to talk about. Um, There's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, From what you had, okay, we'll we'll talk about Albany in a second. But from what you were able to see of the broadcast portion of this new AFL network, by the way, did you notice that they were calling it that?
1: Yeah, they were. Uh, Every broadcast team was calling it that. Yeah yeah they had the the,
0: the what do they call the mic bumpers i don't even know what they call those things that they had the little things that had the logo on them for 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 microphones when they're talking pre-game i don't know what they were called but they had the afl logo on that they had the afl logo uh bug uh, uh in the uh, upper right hand corner they did yep yep um they had, all the graphics packages were the same they were they were okay i think they could be tweaked but uh but what was your what were your from what you got to see of the video broadcasts? What was your what was your a, a thought?
1: I think overall they did a good job. There's definitely some things that could use some tweaking. Uh, I spoke with the commissioner about that, and he said they're going to take a look at a thing or two I mentioned, like the the score bug down at the bottom, mm-hmm. cleaning that up a bit. Yeah, and I think's huge. Add, I think it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it is, and adding timeouts remaining to that uh maybe a few other things but uh the video feed was decent overall i i think they should step up the definition i think it's in 720
0: yeah
1: yeah they they really need to hit at least 1080 but it, it still looked good there was a couple times it it dropped here and there but i think overall it was a good product this, this last weekend first first opening weekend was was good yeah, I think I think so too. And I got
0: to see, uh, I watched um, I watched the game on Friday, the Arena Bowl rematch live. I watched that on uh, on NBC Sports Washington. Uh, I thought good product. Uh, obviously, saw the game live in Albany, but and then I watched the Atlantic City game on replay. Um, you know, so I obviously, no glitches and stuff like that. But because uh, I was able to change, you know, I think I'm sure you know this too, being being an MSN uh, uh, member. That you're able to change the actual uh, video feed because I think it starts off generically in 480, but you can bring it up to I think 720. I think,
1: yep, yeah, and it has an auto setting too, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. Um, but for I mean, overall, I think the package looked good. I think it's just what was around it, which is a that we have, have fans have an issue with, um, which we're which we are going to talk about, um. But uh, other than that, I was pleasantly so, so. By the way, so I will echo what you're saying. Yeah, the bug needs to be modified in some way. Um, I, I think you pointed it out in your in your conversation with the commissioner about, or was it, or maybe it was uh, us talking just back and forth about how people are. It's not necessarily that people are always watching the games on their phone. You know, they're actually watching them on NBC Sports um yeah so they got to modify it in such a way where it, there's a a happy medium a happy medium so to speak when it comes to what they do you know minimalist but not minimalist type of thing so um uh oh, but i was surprised and very happy with the actual broadcast teams there was some stuff that i didn't know about because we you know we saw the game in albany and i i I was i i was there i think i was pre-game, looking at it, doing whatever we're doing pregame and i noticed the two guys in the in the afl just the afl polos and it didn't hit me until somebody pointed it out and then we mentioned it on social media the league was able to bring in the former uh, former afl quarterback jj raderink as one of our uh one of our color guys i was like oh man that's that's smart oh i know i couldn't believe it when i rewatched the game yeah yeah that was smart um, obviously same thing with, uh, said Bonner being, uh, you know, on the, on the Atlantic city broadcast and him, him being in that region, I guess we could say. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I thought it was very good. Obviously the guys, you know, the, the monumental guys were, were there for the, uh, for the NBC, uh, sorry for the, uh, for the DC broadcasts. Um, that's a plus to me. That's a, the league. gets a huge thumbs up for that because you're actually bringing in guys at least for two of the three groups. You're bringing in former, former players as color commentators yeah and they're able to give their insight on the game itself um you know i think something to the fact that jj mentioned in passing during the game it's like um uh, while i watched some of the video i think he says uh, you got to make sure that you hold me back so i don't uh, so i don't actually go jump onto the field and start play
1: oh yeah i heard that early <laughs> on too
0: <laughs> so yeah um that was smart so as i said kudos to the league on that one um overall from what we saw of the broadcast i think they did pretty good uh, the only thing that I really have an issue with, and it's something that you actually—I uh, sent the question to you, and uh, because the commissioner hadn't answered it, uh, he, you were asked him about it uh, during your Q&A. And I did, which, yeah. Which is posted over on ArenaFan.com, that uh, that the league, in my estimation, I think they dropped the ball when it came to uh, the transparency when it comes to the call of the booth for replays. And obviously, I think, think the Albany game was the only one that had. I think was it Albany? Was it two of the three games? I know there were at least two two challenges. I can't remember. Was there one in the Atlantic City game?
1: I'm trying to. Remember. I'm not sure. I didn't get a chance to fully review that yeah. game, but yeah, there were two in the Albany game. Yeah. And I was shooting photos from that end zone where the replay officials were, and I mean, they still they still did everything as if you would have been watching. Yeah exactly like last year when they did the uh replay to the booth live on the air so yeah the commissioner he said that there was some sort of technical issue that they were trying to work out and that they do plan on bringing that back as soon as possible
0: yeah because i felt last year they got away from it um you know that's an innovation uh, you know that is an innovation that i wrote on social media that the afl's come up with just don't abandon it it's a part of the game it's a part of the game a new I guess a newer part of the game, you know, but that was good uh hopefully he'll they'll, they will bring it back because I thought what was funny is that during the uh the Albany broadcast, even though they were i guess the i guess the good thing was is that um um that the broadcast team for Albany was talking about it and looking at the actual replays as they were occurring, but the funny part, John is that you could hear the referee talking in the background so that they had one of those, they had one of those, you know, sound collectors, at least back there. Yeah. So you could hear the ref talking <laughs> to, to uh, you know, to the local production truck. So <laughs> it's like, okay. But yeah, uh, from there, okay. I, I thought at least they're thinking about bringing it back. I think the biggest thing that you and I both had an issue with, I think that's, that's all the all the pluses we've come up with so far. Um, besides the games, uh, who would have thought that the we'll talk about that, but that DC game was amazing. Oh yeah. Um, so it was the, the Philly Atlantic city game. Um, but I think the only issue that we really had is how streaming this week was, was actually done. Um, I don't think it was done. I think it was done really piss poor, just to be honest. Um, it's the week one of a new season week one of DK uh, week one of really pushing, 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 you know, over unders and uh, the lines is if anybody who saw the games this week, you know, they, at least in the Baltimore DC game, they talk about it in fun item about what it was. It seemed to be the, it seemed to be the talking point every, every, uh, every two minutes or so. Um, that it's just that not putting it on Facebook watch this week, I think was, was a bad choice.
1: We yeah. Don't I think, don't I think know. it was too narrow of a spectrum.
0: Yeah. We don't know the yeah. reasons why. And I know you've been very chummy as of late. And this is, again, in a good way with a lot of the guys who are who are DK pros. Yeah. Who are actually saying uh, and I think they were said on on, on the what, what's that podcast? It's a, there's a there's a DK podcast specifically Arena Kings for Arena, Arena
1: Kings. Kings.
0: Yeah. Even they said, well, I hope I get to watch the games. That's the issue.
1: Yeah, uh, Ben said that said it right there, that guys from an arena football fantasy podcast are having problems trying to find a way to watch the games.
0: Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, I mean, the broadcast on on broadcast TV, that's fine. Uh, Yes, they were free to be and and to to be fair. Yes, they did have it for free on the AFL live app, uh, uh, AFL now, and they did have it for free for week one on MSN. But if you missed the games after that and you don't have an MSN login, you were kind of screwed because you weren't able to watch the games anywhere unless you were able to watch it on replay, which I learned, by the way, I guess, uh, by having the channel that the Atlantic City-Philadelphia game was shown on replay the day after.
1: Yeah, I saw the Washington-Baltimore game on Sunday afternoon, I believe, Right down here for uh, NBC Sports Washington on replay.
0: Right. So – uh, obviously we don't know what the issue is if there is any or what the logistics were that 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 caused him not to be able to put it on facebook watch but if you're already if you already have questions from a, from a, the the new core uh, a new core group that you want to follow this league and and these are guys from you know from the scores you showed me of, of what they got on their dk games these guys are pros and they want as much information as possible
1: absolutely I, I, I would, too. Uh, it looks like they do this for 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 a career or work, even, possibly. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah.
0: And considering the prizes for some of the games this week, oh, my
1: yeah. lord. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness, they cleaned up. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, you know, it, it's all about streaming. We, we've we put out feelers about what's happening this week with, with Facebook Watch. We're hoping. I, I understand it's only Wednesday. I get that. But I would have hoped by now that there would be something. That the you know that the games would be scheduled already on Facebook Watch, but right. Um, I'm hoping the league, at least as of tomorrow, will promote it. That's what I'm hoping, but I don't. Again, we, we will have to see. We will have to wait. That's we're so. I guess we're so used to John knowing that the game's going to be on national television. Okay, that's you know with when it was on CBS, and I guess we were kind of um, spoiled last year. And for this year to start off with, you know, with all, everything that's that's new, then, and everything doesn't, it wasn't as the year was prior, and we, I, we don't know what changed,
1: so. Well, the, I mean, the commissioner told me uh, they are still working on a national TV contract for this season. I hope that doesn't mean just for the postseason. I hope yeah. we actually see something at least for the second half into the postseason and right. Arena Bowl.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I, you're right. Now that you say that,
1: I was like, oh.
0: Yeah. Is it for postseason? <laughs> I <laughs> never even thought about that. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, I mean, is, is there anything else? I mean, as, as I said, I, I know Ben wanted to be here. I know he had a lot to say. <laughs> he really had a lot to say.
1: Oh, he did. Uh, him and I spoke for over an hour. Of uh, shoot, last Thursday or Friday before the games, and yeah. in, in our group message for Arena Fan, and yeah, he had a lot to say. So maybe maybe he'll get to say it next week when he yeah. can join us. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, other than that, I mean, the DK games went well from what we did. I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about how how good and bad we did, or how bad I did. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um and our experiences. Um. I guess the guys who were playing DK seem to be doing okay. Uh, so that that's a plus. I know that there are some issues too that the people have brought up when it comes to. Uh. uh how fullbacks are placed on this game itself, which they're not put as full. You know, some, it's, it's just how, how some of these quote unquote linebackers, which are actually fullbacks are not listed as fullbacks. And it's how they're showing up in the game.
1: Um, right. But that, you know, that has historically been how the league does things no. on the roster. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's only been in, in recent years.
0: And okay. I, 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 okay. I, can I say since, I mean, I want to say since 2010, since it's come back? Because before, a fullback was a fullback was a fullback. None of this sure. li- linebacker crap.
1: Well, now I see when we've got, over the last three years, we've had signings and roster announcements with infographics, and it's linebacker slash fullback.
0: Well, it was, yeah. and But the league, remember, everything goes by what the official league. When we get the rosters from the league, nobody says that it's a fullback, dude. Well, I know that,
1: but the teams Which, when they make their announcements oh, yeah 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 yes, but, yes. but that's but that's
0: the thing if if dk is pulling this stuff i'm curious to know for the at least for the games coming up this weekend of the three fullbacks that are eligible to be picked how how is it that they were named fullbacks but yet on the league on the league rosters they they call them as linebackers
1: Improv- improvising or I don't actually know. watching the games and seeing that these guys are being used as fullbacks well they, they If you've been
0: a fullback for an X period of years and you've been in the league for an X period of time, if you're a fullback, you're a fullback. You don't change, right? You know, it's like there there are no. We all know there's no such thing as a running back. We're never going to see a guy listed as running back ever, (laughs) because it's our fullbacks or our wide receivers that do the running. Sure. So,
1: um, yeah. So your DraftKings lineup, Tim. You want want to go
0: DraftKings? Let's let's talk about the games first. Okay. Okay. Let's go. go games. Yeah. Let's let's go games. Um. On on uh last Friday it was the rematch of Arena Bowl thirty one Washington Valor Baltimore Brigade and what's funny it's actually the same matchup as these very first teams in team history when they played last year at least for Baltimore and in the exact same thing Baltimore comes out with a win I mean what a barn burner this game was dude all offense. Uh, yeah Mm. yeah yeah Baltimore knocks off Washington 59 51 and we were just utterly blown away blown away by by former uh IFL wide receiver Desmond Epps what the what I wanted to go back and check for for first game I think we've had some guys in in AFL history to to have that type of game as uh, their first game as a rookie but who would have thought, man? Nine receptions, two hundred one yards, and four TDs.
1: Those and, are unreal stats.
0: And then he gets overpriced on DK. But anyways, that's that's for the next segment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just can't stop talking about DraftKings. I know, I know. Yeah, um,
0: Arvell Nelson had a monster game. It's a forty-one to twenty, sorry, twenty-seven to forty-one, three ninety-one, eight and two. Woo! No rushing touchdowns though. No, I was surprised. That yeah. surprised me. They did a grand total of two rushes. Uh, Washington was led by Desmond Epps uh, at, uh and John Reese also had two touchdowns he was the second leading receiver on the team for seven receptions for 87 yards Josh Josh sorry Reeves. Josh sorry Josh yeah. um Shane Boyd for Baltimore okay in his debut 19 to 24 232 6 and 0 uh Joe Hills continues his hot pace and I remember the comment that you made to me about, um, gee, Baltimore sure is going to play poorly, aren't they? Um, (laughs) Uh Joe Hills, six receptions, 64 yards, three touchdowns. He extends his own league record by catching a touchdown pass in his 93 consecutive regular season game. Um, Brandon Tompkins, Milton Williams, and Brandon Collins all had touchdowns. Uh, Milton Williams was the second leading, re- actually was the leading receiver for Baltimore with 82 yards on four receptions. Um, and as usual, and we certainly were not surprised about, cause we're talking about fullbacks before Rory Nixon had a pretty good game four rushes, nine yards, two TDs. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Rory. So, uh, what was your thought? I mean, we used to, I mean, considering Arvel really played lights out, but man, what is it about Baltimore? I did not expect Shane Boyd to do what he did. I mean, this game was basically even across the board when it comes to stats, um, except for totally, except for passing it.
1: You know, I, I'm looking at the individual statistics for this game, and one of the biggest advantages that I think Baltimore had was Brandon Tompkins' return yards. Oh yeah, that's true. Five for 140. Yeah, Yeah, that's 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 ridiculous. And you put that together with Joel Powell's two interceptions and that's going to spell trouble for any team.
0: What's your thought on the kicking situation, though? Because, you know, veteran Pat Clark just really had a really bad game, Uh, three of seven on extra points. And then Brandon Brown for Baltimore
1: out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: Rookie start eight of eight and a and a, a field goal field goal week one. What's going on? I don't know.
1: I think they were just they were <laughs> they were just usul- utilizing every opportunity. But the question is uh Pat Clark, yeah, what what did happen there cuz he's not his usual self. He only missed six in all of last season. Wow. He was he was 60 for 66 last year. <laughs> well, I guess he's going to have to get a little bit better. Hmm.
0: I'm sure he will. who knows, who knows. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, it's—I mean—a huge surprise. I mean, the the line on this game started at eleven. I th- started at nine and a half and ended up being at four. Uh, where Balt, where where Washington was favored, but uh, scoring galore, man. We'll see what happens week two. We'll see what happens week two for each of these teams. That that's you know, with having no preseason games, it's, it's fair to say that that you know everybody this these were these, these could have been blips. So we really can't gauge what's what else is happening. Um, we'll have to give it a, another couple of weeks to see if this is going to stay, stay the norm.
1: Right. And I think we, we felt that way last year, too. Yeah. Um, Atlantic City,
0: Baltimore. Excuse me, Atlantic City, Philadelphia. Atlantic City's first game in their history. And they almost pulled off an upset. Um, we'll get a chance to ask Coach James if he wants to tell us. Well, what's his thought on why the team? I mean, this team had a 14-point lead. And off of the craziest circumstances, they go down and they score. John in their first ever uh, ever possession, and then they get a bar ball. They get the infamous bar ball. But then again, if you look who, who their you know who their kicker is, I mean, hello, Mark Lewis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, and you know they almost went up twenty twenty nothing. Uh, that first touchdown that Philadelphia had, that Adrian Ferns uh, touchdown run. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that was on fourth and goal and they really had a lot of trouble getting the ball in there. They did, but and you know, Phil they, you know,
0: um Philadelphia comes back, wins 48-41 and we could honestly say that the guy who turned the tide in this game, James Romaine for Philadelphia, two pick sixes. Two. And two. Mr. Talking, Mr.
1: International. Yeah,
0: and you were talking by the way, you're saying how AC was ab- about to go up by another score, but then Hipper gets picked and he brings it back to the yep. house for fifty yards. You know, a fifty-yard pick six. So that was that was the really the, the turning point, I think, right there. Because who knows if Philadelphia would have come back if they had scored another? Hipper, a kind of mediocre game. I mean, eighteen to twenty-six, one seventy-eight, five and two. Both of his picks were uh, they really were damaging. Lamarck um, Brown went off uh 8 receptions 90 yards 3 touchdowns Kendrick Ings I think the guy that you and I thought that would get a little bit more uh a little bit more time at wide receiver really but you know most of the day it was at uh uh it was at the kick returner but he ended up with uh 41 yards and a touchdown and then yeah. uh, uh Antoine Grant also had 47 yards and a touchdown uh Hip had a touchdown himself well, one rushing touchdown um Mark Lewis almost perfect 5 of 6 um, Kendrick Kings, we were just talking about him before. Uh, he had uh, four returns for 76 yards. Uh, Red Rocket Dan Radabaugh, another just mediocre. You just look, you know, you look at the score, you think that this game is going to be a little bit higher uh, for the for the stats, but uh, he was only 21 of 31, 151, only two touchdowns passing and one interception. Main reason though, and that is because Adrian Ferns, here's another fullback with a monster game. You know, eight rushes, 12 yards, three TDs. Uh, Darius Prince led the uh, soul uh, with receiving yards, uh, eight for 59 and a touchdown. Uh, Darius Reynolds had, a, had one and 42 yards. Uh, and Kenny Spencer, six of seven. Um, I, I think AC had a great debut. Uh, it's just... I think so, too. You know, and it's funny, I mentioned that, I, <laughs> I mentioned last week in my prediction that, you know, I think that they, Philadelphia was going to knock them off. Um, but it's, they, this team compared to, which we'll talk about in a minute, to, to you know, Columbus, at least at the moment, how they played last week. But Atlantic City look good. Atlantic City look really, really good. Um, I guess they, um, yeah, certain things that they just got a couple of tweaks, I guess they got to do and stuff like that. Um, the big thing that came out of the game, we didn't mention, and we're gonna mention for the next one too, by the way. The big thing though, that came out of this game, John, I want to know what your thought is on that. There were some major injuries that came out of this game. Uh, the biggest one being uh, Atlantic City um, uh, defensive back, um, Marvin, thank you, Marvin Ross. <laughs> yeah. Marvin Ross, man, he got a shot by by Adrian Ferns. And, I mean, I know they took him off on a stretcher, looked to be uh, just as a precaution. Um, I would not be surprised because we haven't heard anything yet, but, you know, he... He's li- he's limited within the the, the practice ro- the you know the practice reports um, that it was it was a bad hit. I don't know if you saw the uh, I don't know if you ended up seeing the hit or not, but uh, I did not. Um, I'm very surprised that Ferns did not get ejected. Whew. I'm actually very surprised that Ferns didn't ejected. considering considering the garbage call that got those two players ejected earlier for Philadelphia and for Atlantic City. You know because uh, Philly was was you know they were they were shorthanded. A couple of guys got hurt, uh, one somebody got kicked
1: out. Um, yeah. I did. Setting, that, setting the tone for the rivalry real Something. real quick. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, also the other big thing which really didn't, which to me really seemed to be a retaliatory hit. And as we found out today uh, yesterday, uh, Money Reynolds has been placed on the IR. Yep. it the hit you could tell when he got the shot, John, he was pissed. Not happy. It did look like a retaliatory hit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed to be walking it off. He was doing okay, but I got a feeling after the game it's it's bad enough because it was a hit to the leg. It was a hit to the leg, and whatever it is, whether it be a strain, a tear, I guess we'll find out. But for them to put him on the IR so soon, they're taking it very seriously. So, I well, hate. Well, it's I, better
1: I, to be precautionary. I
0: hate to see that type of thing. I hate to. See, I, I I I understand. It, that's what it looked like. You, you know in baseball, when somebody gets plunked, you know they're going to plunk your guy the next time he comes up. Football's a little bit different. Just a little bit different. Uh, but, Will,
1: hopefully, hopefully he'll
0: But, I mean, what's your what's your thought on, on, on Atlantic City?
1: On the team itself? Yeah. I, I, think, I think they are what we thought they would be, and they almost knocked off uh, the Philadelphia soul. I think that they're going to be one of the top 2 or 3 teams easily in this in this league for the rest of the season. Yeah.
0: And then the game, the last game of the week that we were at Albany, uh knocked off a, I want to say expansion but it's like quotation marks expansion. <laughs> Columbus 35-19 and th- you know, even though the game was exciting itself in certain ways, I just felt that this game was it's hard it's it's hard for me to call arena football dull. But you don't expect a team to win with just 35 points. Um, but Albany's defense just dominated, absolutely dom- dominated uh, the Destroyers' uh, offensive line. Enough so that they had to make a change of quarterback, which I think should have been done earlier. Um, but you know, Albany knocks them off 35-19, uh, holds Columbus to their lowest point total in team history. But I'm sure you're saying Tim... Uh this is only the first year. Remembered they are still recognizing their they're still recognizing their uh their stats and records from the oh four to oh eight team. So it's their, their lowest since oh six. This is their, their lowest game ever and their, their previous record was twenty four
1: and it was done in oh six. That sounds so brutal if you don't know that it's actually it had such a long break in between know, the team. I know. <laughs> no, I know.
0: Um but uh, Danny Southwick got the start 10 of 17, 123, 1 and 2. Uh, one of those beautiful interceptions, gorgeous interceptions um, uh, by Terrence Moore. I think it was batting the ball up and getting it. Um, yeah, I think it was. But the, the main thing you don't see on this is that Danny Southwick was on his butt a lot. <laughs> a lot. Now, it doesn't say that Grant Russell wasn't either, but he just, I mean, for him to come in, first play of the game, dude. He ends up being one for one for a, for a 29 yard touchdown.
1: I, I was in, I was in the end zone corner where the touchdown occurred yeah. and the arena just got quiet.
0: Yeah, I know <laughs> it just got quiet. Cause I mean, it's it thought it thought it was Grant was going to come in. He was going to be it and he was going to do it. But you know, they, the defense stepped up uh, both touchdowns were scored by Jensen Stoschak, uh, a, a, a rookie, a rookie wide receiver. Uh, 4 yard uh, sorry 4 catches 50 yards the uh, Anthony Amos led the team in yards with 98 uh, Grant Russell also led the team with rushing uh, 3 rushes 12 yards and another tutty. Um, Tommy Grady for the uh, for the empire 25 of 34 uh, this is low 130 sorry 230 234 and 1 Malachi Jones led the team in receptions and yards 11 for 94 with one touchdown uh, but Quinton Sims the Q uh, led the team in touchdowns. He had five touchdowns. Uh, sorry, five receptions, 50 yards, two TDs. Uh, Demetrius Stevens also had 61 yards. Uh, Rushing galore. Michael Benson, rumble, rumble, rumble. Five rushes, 11 yards, and a touchdown. And the biggest thing that most people didn't see, if they don't f- follow social media, John, was the Adrian Trevino kick from the second deck through the uprights. What an amazing kick.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. he's He's pretty much the king of the trick shots
0: and we retweeted that by the way head over to arena fan uh arena fans twitter account and check that out that's that was just the afl's version of dude perfect there you go (laughs) (laughs) how many times did he the question is how many times did he try that one i don't know uh but but still they just dominated they really the the albany demons just dominated um you know it doesn't really show i mean they only had two total sacks but it just they just couldn't get anything going and no matter what, uh, which quarterback was in there for Columbus, it just they looked like a true expansion club. Uh, defense did did pretty well considering that they held Albany only to thirty five points. But obviously, with uh, Coach Sock naming Grant Russell as their starting quarterback this week versus Atlantic City, um, he 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 knows that they that they need to make some changes in order to to score more points and to be more successful.
1: Well, absolutely, and you know I've said this for about the umpteenth time now. They're also missing Donovan Morgan. That's true and uh, former Memphis Express wide receiver Fabian Guerrera, I believe is— Who got activated. Yes, and I think—I believe that's how you pronounce his name. But, um, yeah, he was just activated this week. So Grant Russell, Morgan, and Guerrera together, I think, are going to really help boost the offense.
0: Another injury, a significant injury that came out of this is for Albany, is for Hayworth Hicks— What's your, or Hayward Hicks, what's your, what's your thought on that? Because that seemed to be pretty significant considering it was on the first drive, I think, of the game.
1: Oh, yeah. First, first or second down, even. Mm. Um, Yeah. That, that's, that's big for them. He was a big part of, big part of that team. And, um, did we actually see what the injury is? No. No. All I, 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 I I watched the replay again and I it, it
0: looked like a leg of some sort a leg injury I think
1: so it was but I uh, I saw him after the game yeah. uh, in the tunnel and at the autograph signings and everything and he had his uh, foot and lower leg in a boot and he was on crutches oh. so so I mean thankfully it wasn't serious enough for him to leave the arena during the game but yeah I mean it, it's still not good no. No, it is not.
0: What we'll have to see. I mean, it's, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, uh, that they will. They will make the modification just like you know. I'm sure that uh, that Philadelphia and both Atlantic City will do too. So, um, I'm trying to think here before we get to our, our DK stuff. Uh, what was your uh, obviously with us going there? I met a few people there. Uh, it was great being back at the Times Union Center um, and chatting with all all the guys there that I've seen before. Um, what was your uh, thought? Yes, it wasn't the the return of Eddie Brown, but what was your thought on the uh, on on the crowd and the atmosphere there in Albany on Saturday?
1: I'd still use the word electric uh, that that arena and their fans are amazing. The energy is great. It's still very loud and very exciting. No, it, about, it was. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was good. It was good except for where I was sitting. I would. I went. I think we are up to the second to last spot on, uh, on press row, Um, and it's like, oh wait, there there the Sienna banners hanging over, and we can't see half the scoreboard.
1: Oh so, no! Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. gosh.
1: <laughs> i know. For well, next. you can, you're always welcome to join us down oh, on the yeah, floor no sure. at the pits. Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll know for next time, and I, I don't think we'll have any. We will have to worry about banners next week in Atlantic City.
1: Oh, true.
0: So, <laughs> um. Let's see. And any other besides this, any other news when we'll get to the we'll get to DK and our our picks and stuff like that for the week. Um, Any news that came across the wire, John, that really stood out to you uh, over the past couple of days
1: since the since the week ended? Well, news. Yeah, actually, today we got some news from the Washington Valor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not only are they going to be dropping a banner at the home opener on May 11th at Capital One Arena, they're also going to be giving the first 5,000 fans a replica banner to take home. Cool. And wait, it gets bigger. There's more? Much larger. They're redoing the field. Uh, what are they doing, Tim? They are. They're actually redoing, uh,
0: there's an, it's a new field design. Uh, the end zones are going to be red, and and this is this is somewhat of a of a controversial thing between some people that we've seen on the, on the arena fan message boards and on and on social media. They're rounding off the end zones. What's huh. your, what's what's your thought on that? Because I mean, as a longtime fan of for you know all an Albany arena football fan, they've always had they had always had open end zones in Albany. Then when they came back, now obviously it's the Empire with this new uh, the new setup with these new party zones, they've rounded them off. Or square them off. What What's your thought on on them uh, rounding off the end zones uh, over at the uh, over at Capital One?
1: You know, I really have grown accustomed to them being square over the last two years. So I think for me, it's going to be a little different. I know some teams have used it in the past throughout the AFL's history. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think I'm still a fan and prefer square end zones. Now, I wonder if they're doing this to make some sort of modification to uh, the fan experience areas or if it has something to do with the team benches. Okay. But But,
0: it's just. okay for those who don't know, explain who, who had never been or seen if they've panned the benches over Capital One. What what do they do in D.C.? Where are the benches?
1: So the benches for the Arena Football League at Capital One are in the end zone corners, whereas in Philadelphia, for example, the benches are actually like the hockey boxes right on the sidelines of the field. Okay. So uh, for the teams to enter and exit the field at Capital One, they go in through the end zone corners. The benches are in the end zone right. corners. So I'm just saying, you know, that's what I'm accustomed to.
0: I've seen everything. I mean, a lot of them say, you know, some fans will say, well, it, it, it can change the game because especially how the routes are going. I mean, if you've been following the Arena Football League as long, uh, as, long as I have, you know how much of a home field advantage it could be. I mean, I mean John, I'm sure you've seen pictures of what it was like in San Jose uh it was yeah. it was just weird insanity. and in uh, and Orlando too uh b- before they moved uh moved arenas so it, it was it can be a home field advantage because you just change the route side a little bit and if you don't play you know if you're if you're practicing in uh you know uh uh in a domed on a dome field you can't practice the routes with the with the with the other end zones so you know what maybe John just uh Maybe reach out to see some of your uh, some of your Valor contacts and see if we can just if we can get an actual explanation on why they're doing it, and then we can follow up uh, follow up uh, next
1: week. Uh, yeah, next week. Uh, that is totally probable. So, I will do that. So, yep.
0: um, what I don't think there was there really wasn't much else that came across the wire. I don't think. Obviously, uh, Atlantic City is going to be having their their game this week. Um. I something tells me. I don't know if they're doing anything in Philly, but I think one of the two games on Saturday will have a uh Star Wars theme of some sort. And people are saying, Well, Tim, why a Star Wars theme? Hey John, what's Saturday?
1: May the fourth be with you, Tim. Oh, same to you. Um, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so maybe maybe they're planning on doing something. Um I don't know. Well I guess we'll have to we'll have to see and and wait.
1: Um but i could i could see them do something yeah, in I albany could i could too yeah
0: but i am here and, and it's just so again as a reminder uh there will be multiple people from arena fan there uh john myself anybody who was there last week with cliff uh my my friend cliffy d who's a a one of our featured writers sometimes over at arenafan.com uh he'll be there um and some others, I think um, uh, Harrison will be there, but he's, he's in the area, so to speak. But, uh, you know, let us know on social media um, if you're going to be at the game, uh, and uh, uh, we'll see if we can catch up. But it's going to be fun. should be fun. Coach James is there. We're going to catch up with Coach James again. Said there. He's going to be catching, he's going to be doing the game. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll like I said, we'll talk about that. If we want to talk about that more, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it once we preview the game. Um, DraftKings, what have you heard? And as I said, you've become a real big, Talking to a lot of these DraftKings guys. Yeah. Um, what have you heard from them, good and bad, when it's come when it has come to the what is now being offered on DraftKings for for the Arena Football League and then what happened this past week?
1: Well, Tim, we're gonna have to start an entire new podcast if I'm gonna cover all this. But (laughs) to summarize, you know, there are there are fans and professional daily fantasy sports players. That are confused and a little upset even at the lack of information coming out when it comes to DraftKings. We've got, you know, lineups and the starting lineups not coming out until an hour or two, uh, even before the games, and injury reports are harder to come by. You know, this is, it's not like the NFL, it's not been in practice with fantasy sports for years. So, there's going to have to be some growth there. And I, as far as feedback, uh, for the showdown and the classic modes, uh, it it goes both ways. Some people like it and others do not. I think the whole captain and, uh, what is it? Five flexes. Um, I don't think that too many people are a fan of that either. It's more of a, we want to see a traditional, we want a quarterback position with some wide receivers and then maybe a flex. Uh, if we can get a full back position on DraftKings narrowed down and set up properly, that would be helpful too. Right. And and then we've got some real professionals playing the game that I've been talking to as well. Uh, and they they speak with DraftKings and their representatives and they give them feedback so any feedback that we get at Arena Fan, we, we should be able to pass along on to DraftKings at this point. Because DraftKings and Rotowire were also contacting me last week when it came to practice reports and injury reports. So I, I think that in addition to that, with the interview I had with the commissioner, uh, he said that getting the lineups and injury reports out there – is definitely a priority and something that they're looking at doing at as soon as possible. Right. Because that is a very important part of daily fantasy sports and, uh, the DraftKings business model. You, you can't, you can't have fans betting on something without clear, concise data. Right. But uh, Hey, considering the scores that you showed me, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, these dudes,
0: they can ball. I was like, Oh my God, how do they do this?
1: Yeah. Um, I would like to know that as well. So, uh, I think his name's Chris. So shout out to Chris. He's from DFS army and he, he's gotta be a professional fantasy sports player and they have a huge community. It's like over uh, 11,000 followers on Twitter and uh, yeah, they, they do research like around the clock. So, you know, they probably apply this knowledge and, and their, their ethic to all fantasy sports. Not, not just the AFL. I think, uh, I think it's going to make for some tough competition.
0: I think so too. I after seeing some of those scores, it's like, man, I, I thought I, I thought you did well. I,
1: oh yeah. I, I was like, yeah.
0: I was like, you know, no. And the guy who won this week in, in the arena fan league, I mean,
1: you know, Well, almost- I told you, yeah, his, his entry in an actual contest with, real money would have netted him quite the substantial winnings. Yeah.
0: And, and, and what you're saying is I, I'm sure that they're looking into this. I think, you know, if Roto wire and them are looking at us, I mean, you've been, you've already, already been uh, referenced uh, almost a gazillion times already when it comes to the, <laughs> to the player updates. Yeah. On, uh, on DraftKings, Um But, you know, it's, it's also because we're able to get the, you know the 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 practice reports out there and 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 the and the uh, the injury reports, et cetera. so um you know maybe maybe the league needs needs to get these guys on the actual list itself. you know get wrote a wire on this. I mean, uh, you know, maybe just a, a one week blip, but we'll see. um but overall, I mean, I thought I was gonna do so so, and by the way, I'm never taking a kicker again. Um,
1: <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I'm with you on that, too. <laughs> Dude, you still did better than I did, though. You know, but I could have done better. I, I had enough salary left over to uh, pick a fullback, and I, I took a kicker. Yeah.
0: It, they, see, that's the thing we didn't think about. Right. We really didn't. I, was, I mean, you scored. You ended up being fourth at 156 points. I didn't even crack 120. <laughs> what did I have? 117.
1: 117.36. And first place in the Arena Fan League was 185 yeah. points. Yeah. And then the DFS Army scores, for all our listeners out there, 200 plus, but I won't give a number. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it was 200 plus. I mean, they're going big, because if you look at some of the prizes they're giving away this week on, on DK for Arena League, oh my lord. And they switched it up a little bit this week, I want to be be honest with you. They're not doing a... a um, what is uh, they're not doing a, a game with all three games
1: right so they've got the showdown mode for Friday night's game yes. between Baltimore and Philadelphia and then they have the classic mode for the Saturday afternoon and Saturday night games right
0: and same things before if you haven't joined the arena fan uh, league you still can uh, just send me an email at tim.capper at arenafan.com or there is a specific thread now in our uh, DraftKings um, uh, the, the DraftKings thread um, topic, there's a thread within the topic. That's what I'm trying to say, uh, and let us know, and we'll we'll send you send you the invite. I mean, you're still behind so far. I mean, it's no big deal, but we, we still want you to play. So, um, so what we decided to do this week is, a, as of right now, for the Arena Fan League, it is like it is for most of the games. It is going to be the um, it is the classic, right? It's the classic setup. Yep, classic it's going to setup. be both games on Saturday. That's how it's been set up this week in the uh in the arenafan.com free league over at DK. And it made it very I don't know if it made it more interesting or if it made it a little bit easier with how we wanted to do our rosters this week. What when th- you when you first started doing your roster, what was your thought?
1: I was actually a little frustrated. Were you? Um yeah, because I, you know, I want to, I want to mix and match and spread around. I want to have as many options as possible. Yeah. And as we saw in the Albany Columbus game, the offense could be limited in one of these Saturday games, possibly. Yeah. So if we're if we're forced, so to speak, to pick from only two games, we may be limiting ourselves. Well, well, it may be limiting everybody that's playing on DraftKings, but. I I still want to see higher numbers. Yeah. How How about you? What were you thinking?
0: Um. I I think. I, I mean. Um, I don't know how they come up with the amounts, but I really think just because of one good game, they put Desmond Epps as the second highest, the second highest, uh, most expensive player. Yeah. I think that's a little ridiculous. And guys who have one bad week, they plummeted. I I just I don't get that.
1: You you're you have uh. Similar feelings as a lot of other fantasy players out there that I've spoken to. Yeah, I don't okay. get it either, also. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean and Grady drops to I think I think I wish they would show a plus that's one thing I wish they did show because they don't show a plus minus. They don't show it a plus their their what their uh what their salary is on a plus minus basis, which I wish they did do.
1: As what compared to
0: last week? Yeah. Oh, okay. I would love to see yeah, a plus no. I would love sure. to see a plus minus. But, I mean, it does make so that there are some steals, I guess we could say. But then again, we're we're limited. And as I was mentioning to you before, they need to get the—they need to determine who's a fullback and who's not. The league needs needs to make a choice now um, with the official rosters to put some of these guys, these linebackers, as fullbacks. Because right now, the way that it's going, we have two games going on Saturday for this matchup, but yet there's only uh, three—sorry, two. Is it two? There's only two fullbacks officially listed because they're not going to put defensive you can't choose defensive guys
1: so um, yeah you're right they just have michael benson and who's this russell from columbus yeah yeah you're right so
0: i mean it it left it it was i think it made it a little bit more tough but i may think it also made it a little bit more easier to choose players this week i wish they would done they would still offer a free uh classic game with all three games but Maybe they'll add one tomorrow. I don't know. So, but our our rosters are going to be based off of the off the, the 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 classic game that they're doing for Saturday. Um, who, uh, by the way, um, Arvell Nelson is still the top rated and most expensive player in the game. Um, just wanted to put that out there. And we said Desmond Epps is the second. Uh, so, John, for your lineup, uh, who is your captain?
1: My captain, my captain is. Oh, captain. <laughs> My captain is the same captain as last week, and I hope he is your captain too, and that is Arvell Nelson.
0: I actually, when I first did my roster, I actually had somebody else listed as my captain. Uh, it was originally it was Randy Hippert. but okay. Then, but then I saw how much money I had left, and and seeing that I couldn't choose any other players, I said, "Screw it, <laughs> I'm switching them." So yes, Arvell Nelson is my captain.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to pass up on that after that performance last week. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, who who
0: are the rest of your players that you have?
1: So... Uh, so,
0: so, you know what? Let's do it this way. Starting okay. from lowest salary to highest.
1: Lowest. Again, very undervalued Kendrick Ings. Interesting. Okay. Yes, I got him for 3200 And then next up we have reggie gray from the washington valor also
0: you're taking i think aren't you taking a risk because we're not sure where we we, i mean he did play last week but mind you maybe he was limited because he had just been signed
1: so he was limited and i believe there was no game planned around him and that's okay they they still did great but i think he's gonna have a full week week and a half half of practice now so He'll he'll be out there and be the veteran presence he should be. I think that Desmond Epps is still gonna have a great game, but I think he's way overpriced from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Then we've got Quentin Sims mm-hmm. for Albany. Yeah. And I, I think he's a steal at fifty four hundred. I think so too. And I think even if he only ends up getting one touchdown, that's that's still a good price. Yeah. Uh, next up, I went I went a little different because whew, we just have so much remaining salary this this I week. I know. <laughs> uh, I went with Randy Hippert as a flex. Okay. And I went with Tommy Grady as a flex as Whoa. well. Whoa. And I still have almost $5,000 in remaining salary.
0: I actually stayed away from I, – I thought about going to the three-quarterback route. Sure. I thought about it, but here here's mine. So, based on from what we learned last week, I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. I, and even though he has a questionable tag next to him, I put Michael Benson, fullback, Michael Good Benson, pick. in there. Got him at 4600. Um, I, I just wish we could have had uh, Ferns was was available. I just, I, I just. So yeah. Wish. Um, I also went with Q. I went with uh, also with Quentin Sims at 5400, and I said, you know, even though even though the Albany had seemed to have problems scoring last week, I think it's going to change this week, uh, considering it is DC and they, I'm sure they are going to be pissed. They want some revenge. They want an exact sure. revenge on the valor. So I also picked up Malachi Jones and I know it's, uh, but I know, I know we're limited in who we can choose, but you know, it's having it, it may it, it either will make me or break me considering that I have three, two, uh, again, two wide receivers and Michael Benson, by the way, Going back for DK, by the way, I wish we could have seen what their rosters were. The guy, those guys uh, who oh, scored from the Army. 200 yes.
1: points. Yes. Well, I do know for a fact mm-hmm. that those winning lineups had Desmond Epps in them. And yeah, I heard those, one
0: person chose them at the last moment.
1: Yes, yes. They were last-minute last additions, uh, and they were made when the lineups came out on social media from the Valor.
0: Oh, that's right, because he had originally had uh uh Donovan Morgan, I think, right? That was the change?
1: I I think so. I think that might have been.
0: So and then when I with just by just by week one, uh I went with Lamarck Brown. Okay. Uh at eight thousand. And then like you, I also chose Randy Heppard as my second quarterback. Okay. This is a good pick. I mean, I I, I think Grady could go off, but I was like I, I wasn't sure if I was really comfortable going with three quarterbacks
1: well you know that that's a good point and something i'm not even considering is the washington defensive backs had grady's number last year yes and he already threw two interceptions on his on his first game against columbus yeah so um do what you want do what you will with that information but uh one uh, one that was South. Oh, it yeah, was that, one. That was South. He through two. Oh, you're right. It was, it was Barmasoni, Mar- and I was right there for that. Yeah. I, you know, I should, I should know better than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who are your rosters? Let us know. Uh, send us uh, an email, uh, send me an email, Tim.CapitalArenaFan.com. Uh, let us know over on our message boards, uh, in the actual uh, topic and thread. Uh, we're curious to know what you have and, and what you're going to be at. If you, if you're not joining our league, uh, we're curious to know what you're going to be at. Um, i don't know again double check uh double check we may have a uh a show showdown game is it show what is it showdown or showcase what is it showdown 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 okay we may have one of those also added for the game on friday uh so double check uh the page for our league and see if there is see if one is added um but yeah good luck to you john
1: and you as well Should and you as be a very
0: interesting week this week so we'll, we'll see We'll see. It's so different than than, than quick quick play. Go oh, Lord! Um, makes me wonder if they're going to modify it based on all the feedback that 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 they've been getting from the from the pros. If they're going to make modifications for 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 year two.
1: Well, I I would hope so. And you know, from the talk I have with the commissioner, it, they're definitely open to modifying things yeah. soon. Games of the week, Uh, week two, uh, just to let you know that
0: uh, usually we go by either—it seems strange that ever since DK got involved in this, and uh, you checked before we went on the show, um, you know, Five Dimes finally came out with their lines, I think it was on Thursday, and they only were showing one game— they weren't showing both games for whatever. I guess they are keeping them as live lines. I wish they would do it like they did last year and have all games listed and let see the progression of it, of the actual lines themselves. So what we're going this week, because Massey got back on board, and I'm very confident, John, in saying that usually what Massey, uh, usually Massey has on their site is usually what the lines will start off at. So I'm very confident saying that when we mention what, our, uh, lo, uh, what, the, what the lines are this week uh when we mention them for the games Uh, okay yeah on friday philadelphia will be traveling to baltimore um this is a, a rematch of the playoffs last year um game will be on nbc sports philadelphia plus and nbc sports washington what's your thought on this i mean you got two teams that really did put up a lot of points last week um you know, Baltimore really, you know, it's it's funny. Th- th- these two teams are actually at a grand total. Uh, Philadelphia only leads the series 6-5. to five.
1: Yeah, you know, I've said this to a few people, and you've got two teams that have a low-key grudge match uh, against each other. You know, I know they're not really rivals, but if you look back at the team history, like you said, 6-5, and they do have similar play styles, yeah. believe it or not. So it really it does make for sparks when they when they meet. Yeah,
0: uh, home team has only won once. Uh, sorry, the road team has only won once. Uh, so once in, on each at each home field. Uh, the, la- the only time that Baltimore, uh, sorry, that Baltimore has lost at home to Philadelphia was a seventy to twenty one shellacking back in twenty seventeen, back in their inaugural season. <laughs> yeah, um, and as you, everybody remembers, Baltimore swept Philadelphia. In the two-game aggregate playoff series, um, this this seems like a very interesting matchup. As I said, week two may be different from week one. That, as I said, that I consider week one of the Arena Football League season always to be like a preseason game. Um, what, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on on who do you think's gonna who do you think's gonna win this game? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, got- sorry, Massey Massey currently has the game at uh, Baltimore favored by one and a half with an over-under of 101.5.
1: Interesting. I think you've got two very good defensive backs in Joe Powell and uh, James Romain there. So they could change the game in an instant. It's it's hard for me to say who's going to win this one, honestly.
0: I think Philadelphia actually has a little bit of a... I think they have a little bit more... Uh, of an edge in this one um being that they came back last week i know they're hurting you know they don't have they don't have money but they still have darius prince um i think they also signed another wide receiver if i'm not mistaken i have to go back and check the transactions um but um i i I, i'm gonna i would give philadelphia the benefit of the doubt on this one i think philadelphia will win this game um i think shane boyd shane boyd i think is going to be hurting a little bit more in this game i don't think he's going to be able to uh, to do what he did, uh, you know, with as with as much success uh, than what he did last, you know, what he did last week versus Washington. So we'll see. But I think I think Philadelphia is gonna Philadelphia is gonna win this game.
1: And that was uh, Jordan Williams who yes. Philadelphia just picked up this. That's it. Yeah, that's what it was.
0: Uh, at, on uh, two games on Star Wars Day. Yes, we're nerds. Three um, <laughs> thirty. Uh, the Arena Football League comes to the historic Boardwalk Hall. The Columbus destroyers on the road for the second straight week travel to play the Atlantic city blackjacks who are coming off that. I would, I would call a heartbreaking loss, uh, to the Philadelphia soul game will be on sports, uh, NBC sports, Philadelphia, and also be locally in Columbus on, uh, on their CW affiliate in Columbus. Um, this is not the same team that played last week versus Albany. They have a different quarterback, um, you know, Russell is now they're starting QB. He'll have more time under center to practice. What's your thought on this matchup between these two almost first year clubs?
1: <laughs> I think that we're going to see a new team on the field when Columbus hits for the second week, uh, at least offensively. Yeah. And Atlantic City is hungry. They They almost got that win against Philly in week one. Yeah. So, again, I could say this goes either way. Like you say, you know, we're still early in the season. It's still kind of like preseason, so to speak. So we're starting to see what these teams can do on the field. And stats on paper just aren't good enough.
0: No, I know. Yeah, Especially after only one week. Uh, Massey currently has the game at uh, Atlantic City favored by five and a half points, which doesn't, by the way, what doesn't make any sense is they're over under. I'm sorry, their, their total doesn't make any sense. They put 47.5. That does not make any sense. <laughs> oh, wow. That makes no sense to me. We'll have to see what the actual line is when the line, lines come out on, uh, on five times or are released by, uh, by DraftKings. Right. Um, AC is going to be pissed. I really think that—and you know, I thought this was going to be the same way last week. Uh, not as much when, when I thought that, you know, Danny Southwick was going to do a little bit better under Sender. Um, I, I actually—you know what? That line, I think, is very generous. Putting AC Atlantic City at five and a half, I think that's actually quite low. I think Atlantic City, um, I think Atlantic City is going to win by by more than two, by more than uh, two touchdowns. I'm gonna hold you to that. I think they win by more than two <laughs> touchdowns. Uh, I, just just something they they seemed they have everything going for them last week, and just you know one one or one you know two plays two plays by James Romain turned turn the tie of the game so. Uh yeah, so I'm gonna put Columbus. Fortunately I'm gonna put Columbus's they'll they'll play better. Sure. I think they will play better, but I still think Atlantic City will get their first win ever in franchise history. And as we mentioned before, Arena fan will be in the house. Uh taking a, a, a peek at this a hundred I think is it a hundred year old arena that's right on the beach. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's roughly that old. Yeah. Right on the boardwalk, right on the beach, right at the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. So it should be very, very cool. Uh, last game of the
0: week. Albany is hosting their second ga- home game of the year, and they are going to be hosting the, wa- the Arena Bowl champion, Washington Valor. We're going to be coming in, you know, after losing the first game of the season. A game will be on NBC Sports Washington and locally in Albany on My4Albany. Um, obviously, check local listings for any of the streaming that is going to happen this weekend that the league's going to offer, hopefully. Uh, what's your thought on this? You know, the, the Arvel... No, the way that Arva, Arva's just playing like a like a, a madman. And they really, you know, they, the, they really didn't use to their advantage um, what they did last year with, with the timing rule. So w- what's your thought on this? I mean, uh, Empire League, the, the all-time series 5-1. Obviously, that one loss was what knocked them out of the playoffs yeah. last year to go to the Arena Bowl. What's your thought on this? You know, Albany did, did, they played like, they they won, but they did not
1: look good winning last week. No, they didn't. Washington looked good
0: in losing last
1: week. Yes, they did. Yeah. I think that when Albany and Washington met last year in the playoffs, um, it was just when Washington was starting to become a different team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the head coaching change. We had Arvell come into town. We had Doug McNeil join the Valor as well. That's true. So we had three, three significant changes that really sparked, sparked a big cultural and offensive change in D.C. So this is one of those games out of the three where both I said before, I really don't know what's going to happen. I think that we could see Washington pull off a win and get an upset up in Albany, uh, especially after what uh, we saw Desmond Epps do. Yeah. Uh, oh.
0: uh, over at, uh, Massey, uh, they have Albany favored by four and a half points with an over under total of a 100, po- 100.5. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think the line's dead on. I think the line for that one is that the margin is actually pretty dead on on that one. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you on this one too, dude. I I think there is a chance. There is a good chance that I think that Washington could pull it up, but you know, to spoil the party once again. Um, Unless Albany's offense just gets going, sure. Uh, uh, you know their defense is going to be solid. I think it'll be a total. Washington may have a problem with the Albany defense, as Columbus did.
1: Sure. Um, I, I think. Just... I think the Washington offensive line is going to be a little bit stronger than Columbus. Oh, tr- for sure. No. Uh, I yes. agree. Yes. Yes. But it's
0: yeah, dude. Uh, just by last week alone, and obviously I know was, I can see I can see Washington winning by a single point.
1: <laughs>
0: gosh but i giving them the win i i, I said this one this is probably the toughest game to pick this week for me okay i i i, I think i'm gonna give a slight nod a slight nod to, to washington we'll see so now, for those of you by the you didn't say that you know, well tim and john you didn't talk about the one minute timing rules we, we wanted to give another week before we really commented because we could have just gone off on the one minute timing rules you know, there were players who yeah. didn't, that didn't really know anything. Randy Hippard was not happy at the end of the first half after basically being told, well, the clock still runs even though you throw an incomplete pass. I still think it's garbage. But anyways, I said that that's, that's for next week. Um, do not forget, we are also on social media, multiple places where you can find and listen to us. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, stay tuned to those. Uh, three things for our experience in Atlantic City this week and uh, any of the great pictures uh, that John takes uh, and news from the area. Also, if you want to listen to the AFL Tonight podcast, you can do so at a couple of places. If you want to listen to the last three shows, you can do so over at SoundCloud. Or if you want to listen to the last 50 shows, we've had to make some modifications to our RS feed, Uh, but if you want to listen to the last 50 shows uh, any of those, you can do so by heading over to uh, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So, John, uh, hey, week two. We're, you know, we didn't think it'd be, you know, we it was so long to getting up to this point. We're now in week two. Yep. Uh, we're on the road again. <laughs>
1: I actually just can't wait to get back on the road again. Yeah, this,
0: this should be fun. This is the, probably the longest trip I've taken in a while to a game. And this 3.30 time is going to be – it's starting to – well, I'm going to be happy to be there. The amount of time that I have to do – that I'm going to have to leave in the morning in order to get to Atlantic City from Montreal. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I may be tired even before I get there. But luckily luckily, we're staying the night. We're going to have some fun afterwards. So
1: Yeah, it'll be a good time. I'm – I'm driving up uh, from the D.C. area, and it should be about three and a half hours. Yeah. So it won't be quite as uh, extensive and strenuous as your trip, but no. it's still going to be a great time. Oh,
0: I think so, too. I think so, too. So um, if any of you, again, if you, anybody, you're going to be going out to the game, reach out to us and uh, uh, we'll let you know where we are. Because I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't Oh, actually, uh, the arena fan owner, Joe Kaufman, is also going to be coming to the game. Uh, so he's going to be making the trip for the game also uh but uh i don't know where press row is at this place uh so i have no clue where we're going to be sitting so uh, but yeah uh, send us over uh, uh, an email and uh, uh we'll make sure that we uh, uh if, if possible we'll meet up with you uh, before or after the game so so john uh stay safe have a safe trip i will see you in the las vegas of the east
1: on saturday Yes, sir. You as well. Safe travels.
0: So we'll talk to you guys next week. So for everybody here at AFL Tonight, for John Stark, I'm Tim Capper. Watch the rebound off the net.